Blog Talk Radio. The most insightful and thought-provoking show on radio. Real, unrehearsed, and impactful interviews that encourage critical thinking for finding solutions for life's experiences. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. This is the Abundant Solutions Hour with your host, Gregory Turner. to have you with us this beautiful morning, March 10th, and boy, do we have a wonderful show scheduled for you today. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I have a wonderful guest with us. It's going to be a great show. She's a good friend of mine. She's been a friend of mine forever. Janelle, are you there? Janelle, are you there? Okay, we're running into a couple of difficulties right now. Um, but, but again, we have a wonderful show, and Janelle is the author, best-selling author of From My Heart to Yours. Janelle, are you there? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Thank you so much for okay, joining good, us. Okay, good, good. We were having so many difficulties, and you know what? When we have difficulties like this, it means that we're about to do something really, really great. Okay, um, yes, definitely. We we understand that. <laughs> yes, can you hear me okay? Yep, I surely can. Good, good. You know, I've been away, Janelle, for uh for some time, for a while. You know, when we had the show back in the day, it was way back in two thousand eleven and this is our first time coming back. And we are so yes, happy wow. to have you Yeah, we're so happy to have you with us. You were on our show so many times before. But you know, th- today and I don't know if you know this, but I ran into all kind of difficulties this morning trying to get this show. Everything was mm. going great all week until right now. I mean, two minutes before this show, I lost power. <laughs> I wow. lost power in the house. Yeah. And your book, From My Heart to Yours, let's just get right to it. I, people don't want to hear me talk. They want to hear from you. Okay. <laughs> um, when, yeah, when you told me about your book, you were writing your book. I mean, you've been working on this thing forever. And we used to always talk about some of the things that you're doing and you and your husband and your family are doing. And what you're doing with this book, From My Heart to Yours, is a personal uh, journey, a personal diary, a personal relationship that you have with the Lord. Tell us a little bit about it. Pretty much it's it's just what you um, explained. I have I've shared pictures on um, social media of my collection of different journals that I have. I I love to write. Um, For me, writing is therapy. Writing is my outlet. Um, I'm not always able to verbally express my feelings, and I've always kept things, you know, bottled inside. But writing is the one, you know, outlet that I had where as soon as the pen hits the paper, you know, the words just flow. So, um, you know, God told me a couple of years ago to share that, you know, the the time that I have, you know, in, in worship and in, you know, my devotional time to share some of those writings. And he, you know, had me go through all of, you know, the journals that I had that, you know, had um, my quiet time. And he, you know, told me which ones to pick and which ones to share. And that's, you know, pretty much how, how that started. So it's, it's a collection, you know, it's, it says it, it's a collection. It's, you know, from, you know, times of being frustrated, times of being, um, you know, happy, confused. It's it's just so much, you know, wrapped into 
to one book. So it's, you know, over several journals compiled into, you know, one one book that I published. Oh, how did you how did you feel about when you were writing something so personal, the struggles that you're going with and just your day-to-day things that people have to go through? You know, a lot of people don't really like opening up and talking about the things that they're going through. Was that hard for right. you to really to to really dig in and share these personal and intimate uh, your intimate relationship with the Lord and just struggles that you're going and trials and everything that you're going through. Was that difficult for you? It it was um, because sometimes as, especially for me as a leader, um, leader in a ministry, leader in a church, it's difficult because um, you want people to see you or, or to, it's like you have this, I don't want to say this, this, um, you kind of, you, I'm trying to think the best way to explain it, but it's just, I had to make myself vulnerable. And yes, yes. when people think that you're a leader, they think, oh, they have it all together. They, you know, perfect poise, you know, they never have feelings of doubt. They never have feelings of, you know, uncertainty. They never have, you know, anger. So for me to share what I have in the book and, you know, those feelings of questioning God, did you really call me to do this? It it, it was like, okay, I'm this leader. I'm, you know, um, co-pastoring side by, side by side with my husband, and I'm supposed to be all together, but yet I'm sitting here writing about God. I'm questioning my call. So so that right there was kind of like the the moment of hesitation. Then it was like, okay, people really need to see that because, it, it, you know, helps them to know that's something that you can pray for, you know, in yeah. regards to your leader. Or, yes, you're, you're, you know, just because I'm your pastor does not mean I have it all together. I have moments of, of frustration. I have moments where, you know, I want to be like, God, you know, maybe I really, maybe you really didn't call me to do this. Maybe I just, you know, hyped it up in my mind, taking one thing and, you know, twisting it and, and saying, oh, yes, well, you know what, I've been called to do that. So it, it, it shows the transparency. And, you know, I've said this before, God called me, and it's funny because I'm not the verbal expressive person, but he called me to transparency, and that way is through writing. So yeah. the transparency, yeah. Yeah, I, I just want our guests to know, um, Janelle, that you're you're a wife, you're a mother, author, advocate, <laughs> Entrepreneur yes. <laughs> and licensed and ordained pastor, and you were a model and an actress. Um, I don't know if you're still doing that, the, the acting, um, but that's a lot. You, you're juggling a yeah. lot. Yeah, that's a lot to juggle. And and for you to say that you're opening up and you're kind of questioning um, your purpose or your calling, I think a lot of people are doing that today. What do you think? Mm-hmm. What do you think? Um, is the best way for people to deal with when they're, when they're faced with these obstacles and questions and doubt, what do you think is best for them? Well, of course, the most important thing is to seek God. And um, that's, you know, the most important, but then sometimes you have to take it a step further because that's where the, the, the doubt or the uncertainty comes in because it's really like, okay, God, are you sure? Because a lot, for, for me, the, the purpose is kind of outside of my comfort zone. So then if God calls you to something or, you know, 
he's saying, this is what I want you to do, and it's outside of your comfort zone, outside of what, you know, you're like, oh, I can do this easy peasy with my eyes closed. You know, I don't have – if he's calling you something where you have to, like, actually challenge yourself and you have that uncertainty, ask him, be like, okay, God, can you point me to, to you know, someone who can – confirm it without me saying, well, this is what God said. What do you think? So, um, the, and, and I've asked God, I'm like, listen, God, and this is a funny thing. I've shared that I ran from my calling for like 11 years. And um, I've always, I always ask God, and I even, you know, in my journaling, I looked at it and I was like, oh, wow, I, I, I had the, the confirmation after confirmation, but I still doubt it. So, you know, I asked God, I said, God, confirm this. And, you know, he confirmed it not necessarily in the way I said it, but it was confirmed. So if you, you know, seek God and ask him, it's like, okay, listen, God, confirm it in a way that I know for, for you know, for sure, without a shadow of a doubt, for certain that it's you, that this is exactly what you're saying. Because you, you'd be surprised sometimes, you know, you can say, all right, God, confirm this thing. And then somebody, you know, Joe Schmo at the Seven Eleven convenience store will say something to you, and you look like, but they're confirming what God said, but they don't even know. So, you know, that's that's one of the things that I definitely suggest. You know, of course, seek God, but um, also, in addition, seek someone with, with godly wisdom, godly counsel. You know, as um, Bobo or Keisha from around the block, around the way, because they may not be, you know, living that way, but as someone who right. you, know, you know who has a godly lifestyle, who you know who hears from God and who can really give you that godly wisdom. Yes, and when you when you were going through your 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 trials, I'll say trials because I think that's what they were, and mm. and when God take us through, a lot of times when He take us through these trials, He's He's certifying He's certifying us so that we will be able to help others that's coming behind us or that are that are going through the same thing. Uh, how instrumental was it for your husband, uh, who's a pastor as well? How was it when you were going through these things and? And was he there for you to lean on his shoulders? Oh yeah, he. Um, many, many of you know, um, you know, my husband. Whether it's uh, Pastor Stephen Thompson, whether via social media or actually know him um, personally, but he, he's lovable, but he, he's, you know, he, he doesn't like coddle you. So um, he would, you know, of course, be there listening. But then he's like, okay, come on, let's let. You know, he pushes me and he challenges me and encourages me all while, you know, loving and supporting and, and being empathetic, sympathetic and understanding. But it's not like, you know, he's like, oh, what was me, baby? It's going to be all right. He's like, okay, you know what? I understand, but let's, you know, shift your, your thinking, shift your So He's definitely, you know, someone who doesn't allow me to, to, to waddle or, or, you know, get slip away into, you know, any confusion or anything. He's like, hey. What does the word say? Let's you know. So he he definitely is is one who encourages and challenges me to be, to be greater and to do greater in God. What do you think about um, people uh, as far as when they're going through these trials and, and tribulations and, and these learning lessons? I call it life. When God places <laughs> these things in front of us to, for us to go through, He doesn't put it there for us to just stop in the middle and waddle in it. And I think that's what your husband was doing for you. He was going, he was pulling you through it. And, right. and a lot of times people, they don't have anyone that can, that they feel comfortable enough to help them go through that, that they can share that with. 
Now they'll share their, their they'll share their stories of relationships with men or right. women or whatever they're going through. But when it comes down to this personal and intimate thing with the Lord and with their purpose and with dealing with life experiences, we we tend to stop. We slow down. We want to stay in the room and close the curtains, and and we don't want to mm. go to work. We just want to just just stay and waddle in it. What do you think is the best thing as far as fighting your way through the uncomfortableness of the situation? Hmm. Um, definitely do not bottle. Definitely do not, because that's, that's where the enemy, um, when you isolate yourself, that's where the enemy wants you to be. And that's where he, you know, can, can get you. And, and as you waddle and as you isolate yourself away from, from everyone, he starts just, you know, whispering in your ear and the whispers start to become louder and louder and louder until it's, you know, you're like listening and, and hearing everything he's saying and you're slipping and, 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 you know, getting further and further away. I, I say, you know, my suggestion, even if it's just that one person that you know that you can always call and talk on, have one person in your life. You know, you don't have to have, it's nice to have a, a you know a support group one two three four five, but if there's one that one person that you know that you can call on and be like hey, yeah, you don't even have to say anything and that person is like okay what's going on, and then you know they'll be able to pull it out of you in a way that is not forceful, but because you have that trusting relationship with them and because and it's it's not just you know anyone that you met it's someone that you you know had. Um, you know, several years of, of relationship with communication with, it's important to even just have that one person that you just call on or, or send a text to like, hey, I need to talk. Hey, you know, pray for me. And they'll, because of the, the relationship, because they know you and they'll be able to read through the lines and say, hey, can you just, you know, pray for me real quick? Okay, what's going on? That's, you know, so having that one person that you can really talk to is, is definitely important. That's that's what I say, definitely important. Yes. If if you're just joining us, we have best-selling author, Pastor Janelle Thompson, and she is the uh, co-founder of House of Triumph Ministries in Philadelphia. If you're in the area, you can look Janelle up. She's on Facebook. She's on Instagram. I think she's on Twitter. She's pretty much everywhere. And yeah. You, yeah. You know, if if any, I have your book. You, you sent me the book, and you autographed the yeah. book. Thank you. From my heart to yours, I tell you, it's it's a great read. I read. I have my perfect ones that I really like. I call them perfect because they okay. fit to. It, it fits me. I, I need it sometimes. You know, when I'm I'm driving to work in the morning, I have the book sitting in my lap, and I'll just open the book sometimes because we all go through things. We all struggle through a lot of things, and I, I just wrote down a couple. I'm not going to read the the entire thing because I want people to buy it and learn from it, and, and they'll understand. Uh, one of them you wrote on uh, December 28th of 2005, Lost Without You, and what stuck out to me was when you, you wrote in there, consume my every thought. Consume my every thought. And I think at times when we're going through things during the day, we get distracted and then we get that disconnect from the Lord. Consume my every thought. What what 
when you wrote that, what was going on? I just felt distant, um, and I allowed other things, you know, to to allow occupy space in my mind. Um, you know, other things like challenges I was facing, whether it was um, at this time, I don't think I was working. Um, so, you know, having a job, um, you know, yeah, because I, I had just, you know, you know, just just trying to find myself and just allowing the the pretty much the cares of life. You know, job. Um, I was recently, you know, married. I was a newlywed, so just you know, dealing with 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 that. And I was um, God, like I like I should have been. And um, right. so that was you know that was one of that's why I wrote that. Just consume my every thought. You know, you in, know. instead of me thinking the negative, let me let me at least think something positive about about you Lord. yes and i tell you what uh, consuming your every thought to ask the lord to do that now that's big <laughs> that's yeah. that's really big because <laughs> you know we we have so much going on I, i'm telling you people are hurting people are mm-hmm. hurting people are confused and when we start to lean on other people and we try to lean on our own understanding at times and we just keep we're just so we're just so consumed right now with these cell phones and Things going yes. on at work, things happening with our mm-hmm. government, things happening in the schools with our, you know, just children in general. It's a lot going on, and it's so easy um, for us to get that disconnect from him. And I just think throughout yeah. the day, uh, you you have to connect back with him. And I think one way is uh, by prayer, and also uh, from reading your book, from my heart to yours. I tell everybody, please go to Amazon and and, and buy this book. It is it is truly a blessing. And another one you you wrote, my thoughts refocus. Uh, you wrote that on October third of two thousand six. And I'm saying the dates because this is not something that just happened overnight. These are like right. years apart. And and the important thing that I picked up on in my thoughts refocus, I feel my spirit wanting to cry. Mm hmm. That's that's yeah. that's I think that's what's going on in our country today. Um, when when you wrote that and for you to put that out there, that again, this is some serious, serious and private moments that you're spending with the Lord, and you feel comfortable enough to to share these things with with everybody else, and it's not uh, uh, you're not embarrassed by these things, and, and you just want people to understand where they can be and what they can do. So having that relationship with the Lord, to talk with him this way, um, what do you think on, on this refocus? What do you think um, we need um, when we're dealing with trying to focus and we can't? When, 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 I, when I wrote this, and, and it's interesting because um, my husband, he read the book after it was published. And he he identified um, something in correlation to reading this. He said, um, "You from from the book, what he got was I have a cycle." And he noticed that there are times when it's you know, um, God, I you know I, I feel so distant, you know, refocus me, God, you know. So it, and then you know, then there's the moments of oh, you know, God, I. I'm so honored to do your work. So it, it kind of was like a, a cycle, you know, I would have these 
these ups and downs, these moments where when, um, you know, situations in life, whether it was, you know, unemployment or, um, you know, loss of a, of a loved one, when those things um, came into play, it, it was like those things got the priority of my attention. And so where the, you know, the refocusing was, okay, God, it, it, it's like, you know, my, my repenting God, I, I'm sorry. Like I, 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 I let it happen again. I, I, you know, took my focus off of you. I allowed, you know, this to, to take occupancy of my thoughts on a daily basis of allowing you to be the, the priority. So that's, you know, that's where the, the, the thought was behind, behind writing, um, you know, refocus. And even where I um, talk about I feel like my spirit is in drive, my flesh is in park, it's like, my spirit was like, you know, ready to go, 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 but my flesh was just like, whatever. And and that's how it, that's how it usually is, you know. You, the spirit is is so willing, but the flesh is like, eh, just lay just lay in the bed a little longer. I know, you know, I know your spirit wants to get up and pray, but you you sure are enjoying this cozy bed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So so that's kind of <laughs> where that where that came from. You know, the industry that you were in, that you're still in, um, with the acting and being a model, you know, that's that's Hollywood stuff. That's that's And, and again, um, I know a lot of people in the industry are believers. Uh, was mm-hmm. it hard for you when you were acting and when you were uh, modeling? Was it, did you see things in the industry that, that you had to pull from in writing this book? And, maybe, and if not, how was it? You, how, how did you maneuver through that and, and still keep the morale and keep your dignity as a as a wife and a, and a mother? How did you get through that? Well, I'll say this. Um, acting kind of came on the heels of modeling. I, I You know, they, they were parallel, but I say that because once I really got um, serious about you know, who I was in, in God and understanding, you know, the role and the, the, the part, I had to um, re-identify or, or, you know, say, okay, you know what, as a model, there are certain jobs that I'm not going to take. Um, and it's, you know, it's it's thinking about it now, and even at that time, it's like I understand why certain, you know, modeling gigs pay higher than others because of, you know, more exposure, if you, you know, get what I'm saying. So, you know, I said, all right, you know what, I'm a woman of God. I'm a woman of faith. You know, um, at the time I, I was, um, I, don't, I don't think we had our church yet, but I was still in ministry. So, you know, people knew who I was, um, you know, Janelle the model. They know that. That's that's my brand, so to speak. But yes. I said, I said, okay, if I am – you know, if this is what I'm going to, God, I can't, I can't take on these certain things that pretty much go against all of my beliefs. So what I had to do was I, I still modeled, but I was very selective in what, you know, opportunities I, you know, I took. And, and yeah, it, it started to dwindle down. I, I did notice that, but God gave me the peace about it. Whereas before, I would have compromised. You know, I'm just going to keep it real. I would have compromised, but because I was like, okay, you know what, God, you know, I can't do that because there's going to be that time when. So I said, you know what? So 
you know, and he and because he gave me the peace, I was able to, you know, slowly start to back away from actually, you know, doing the the um the photo shoots or even some runway shows. I still, you know, did a couple of you know shows a year for a few designers here in the Philly. Uh, New Jersey area, but for the most part, that's when I, you know, kind of shifted a little into acting. And even in acting, I was able to connect with some Christian um, directors and, and screenwriters on some projects that, that they were working on. So that, so I, I began to just shift my focus in who I worked with, um, so that in all things, God could, you know, be glorified through my life. I want you to, I want you to listen to something real quick, Janelle, and we'll talk about it. Okay. I wish you would just tell me you don't love me because I never I said I didn't love you. Oh. <laughs> then why won't you come? What are you so scared of? What am I so scared of? What aren't you scared of? You live in this safe little world where no one challenges you. In any no, sign no, of no, change. Don't tell me about my life, all right? Look, we both know you're just trying to have your fling with the guy from the other side of town. You're going to go back to Stanford, marry some rich prick that your parents approve of, and you're going to sit around with the rest of the trust fund babies talking about, hey, I used to be in the hood once too. Why would you say something like that? And what is your obsession with this money? My father died when I was 13, and I came into some money. You don't think every day I wake up wishing I could give it back. If I could give it back in a heartbeat, I would, because it means I would have one more day with him. But I can't. It's the life I live. So don't put your stuff on me. You're scared. I'm scared, too. But I want to give it a shot. At least I'm being honest with you. Oh, what? I'm not honest with you? You didn't think I knew about that. I knew. I knew. I followed you. I'm glad you stopped it when you did. <laughs> yes, I was like, yes, uh-oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That 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 was a powerful scene. Um, I remember watching yeah. that. That was that was so powerful. Uh, you could tell our our listeners and our guests uh, about that acting part that you you, you had there. So um, that was I worked with uh, director and author Cedric Nixon, and um, we worked on a film called um, Under the Cherry Tree, and the actor. Oh my gosh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I'm sorry, but okay. he and I, um, what we, what he, what Cedric wanted us to do was reenact a scene from a particular movie with those two characters, and so that's that was the result of what you said. I wish you would have told me that you were going to do that so I could at least, you know, have given. I think it was, was it Good Will Hunting? No, I can't remember what it was. But yes, yes, it so was. We, it was. It was good with hunting. Okay. Yes, yes. So we um, reenacted that scene right there, um, you know, just, just to kind of um, test our our acting skills, you know, shift something different. Um, but it was it, it was fun. It was a lot of fun doing it. <laughs> it, was, it was fun watching it, too. I, I, when I first played, just, just started a few minutes ago, I could hear it in your voice. It was like, oh, my God, I know he's not playing that. But you know, yeah. it just it just goes to show you that you know, in any industry that you're in, God will give you favor, and yeah. for you to be faithful to Him and not um, compromise um, and, mm-hmm. and lower yourself to you know lower your standards of what you have. See, everybody's standards are a little bit different. 
Some people can do right. certain things, and you know, but for, for those that that are passionate about what they're doing, and you're in front of God's children, and you speak to people. And I'm not knocking mm-hmm. the ones in Hollywood that are out there doing this because they still have a story, and a lot of it it may not be them. It's just the acting, and and that's just their platform. You chose right. another route. You chose to say, hey, no, I'm not going to get into that part. I'm not doing that. And I think that right. speaks volume for the type of woman that you are, because mm-hmm. I'm sure if you would have, I'm sure you would have been given more parts. I'm sure more doors would have opened for you in that oh, industry. Definitely. I agree. Yes, but but God is opening doors for you in his industry. Right. Because, yes. you, because you're faithful, because you didn't do what the norm, what everybody else is hustling, bustling, moving out to LA and they're trying to do those things. So your mm-hmm. platform is big where you are and what you're doing. And I and I you know, and I just I'm just so thankful um uh, that you are an example for a lot of the women and a lot of little girls that are that are looking up to you and they see you uh on the T V or hear you, um, because you're you're definitely um a big factor of on Facebook. I call you the celebrity on Facebook because you're always posting. Yeah, you're always posting things, and people go to it every day looking for something. They're looking mm. for that word, and they're looking for yeah. it. We yeah. need them to order this book from my heart to yours. Where can they find this book? I know it's on Amazon, but specifically where? It's it's definitely on Amazon. Um, I will say this about Amazon: you don't get the autograph <laughs> if you. Amazon, but um, if you would like an autographed copy, you can message me. Like Greg said, I'm on um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and I will get you um, a signed copy of of the book. What is what is your name on Facebook so they can follow you? It's um, at Janelle the Model, J E N E L L E the Model, and that's where I am. You can that is who I am across all social media: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, yeah. And your those website. Are the only three I'm on. I can only, only I can only handle those three at a time. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about your website? Because I, I you you still have your modeling pictures up there. I put a couple yeah. out on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, and I got a lot of feedback. A lot of people were calling. Um, they were just uh, they they were in awe at the pictures. Some of the stuff that you were doing is just so creative. And again, I, I I'll tell anyone, God would open doors for you. If mm-hmm. you do what he asks you to do, if you're faithful to him. That's right. What That's yeah, right. what other people are doing, that may not be the route for you. It, it, right. It's, it, it's just not. And we don't all have to be a movie star or a singer. Right. That may not be our role. That may not be our purpose. And in finding mm-hmm. your purpose, Janelle, was it hard for you to find that? Because I know a lot of people struggle with knowing their purpose. They They want to know but they don't really want to grind, get out there and grind and do it. How were you able to find your purpose? Um, just, you know, really speaking God and even talking to my husband. Um, he, he never said outright, this is your purpose, but he, he knows how to direct and engage you so that you, like it challenges you to, to really say, okay, well, exactly what is it? What am I good at? What do you, you know, God, what are you calling me to do? So those, you know, those are the, the two main um, 
avenues that, that I sought. And even just, like I said, you know, I had said before, connecting myself with, with other, you know, women of faith and, and you know, gleaning from them and, and as getting, you know, relationship with them, talking with them, they identify things in me. And, and, and for the most part, it's stuff that I already knew. But, you know, for whatever reason, I was like, oh, okay, all right, yeah. It, 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 they, you know, they were like that confirming factor. But definitely um, get that support system of, of people who, you know, really know you and, and you can glean from and they can um, help you and help answer any questions that you may have and not just, you know, pacify you or just say what they think you want to hear but really give you the, you know, the straight-up truth. Yes. On July 7th of 2009, you wrote in your book, Prayer, My Heart, what's wrong mm. with the total surrender? Why do you think, why do you think people have an issue with surrendering? Because it means they're not in control. We, our nature, you know, is to, to be in control, to, 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 to do our own thing. And when we, um, Hold on one second. That's the prince. That's the prince, yes. So that, <laughs> as you can see, it does not matter. But, um, and and that's 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 funny because it's like you know he came out, mommy. I didn't answer the first time. You know he's like, mommy, I'm in control. Mommy, you must answer me when I call. But it's in that's that's how it is. You know we want to be in control of everything. We want things to go our way, and yeah. we want you know things to happen when we want, how we want. So surrendering to God, our time, our ways are not God's ways. They're not his time. Totally, way totally different. So because of that, we can't, we, you know, it's, it's hard for us to surrender because, you know, God moves in his time. So yeah. where we want something in 20 minutes, God will maybe move in 20 hours, 20 weeks, or even 20 years, and we're not cool with that. So that's why, for us, surrender is, is, is so hard. And, you know, it's just like, but when you surrender and when you're just, like, totally in sync with God, it won't matter. It, it, it really won't matter because, you know, and, and we have to think of it like this. Um, you know, you, it's funny because sometimes, you know, you hear people say a delay is not a deny, which, you know, I do agree with because there are times when you can ask God for something and at the moment he says no, but that's not necessarily the final no, or that's not necessarily the final answer. That just means right at this time, no, because you're not ready for it or I'm not ready for you to have it, so you got to wait a little bit. So that's the, the – and it's funny because our theme for this, um, this year's women's retreat that we're having is called the Art of Surrender. So we're going to be learning how to surrender to God, surrender our will, surrender our way to his, so that we're in sync and we're just, you know, unified and flowing in, in, in him, basically. And that's, that's what surrender is, flowing in God. I, I've said this, um, I've shared in, you know, on Twitter, go with the flow. Go with the Father leading our way. And that's, that's what surrender is. Yes. I have, a, I have another question, too. We also have a caller from the 215 area code. Um, I believe they may have a question for you. But I wanted to get this, this out there before we go to the person in, on the on the two one five from that area code. Um, prayer of forgiveness, um, November ninth of two thousand thirteen. I believe forgiveness is a wonderful gift from God, 
and and I believe that without forgiving, we can't move forward. And you wrote mm-hmm. in this prayer of forgiveness, I lost sight of you. Yeah. I lost sight of you. In in when we're hurt, do you think that's what happens? Is is that what you were saying that we lost that we lose sight and focus of God and we allow the situation to overtake us and we are bitter and we we we're angry at the person that whoever did whatever they did to us and we just feel like I cannot forgive this person. I just can't because if I forgive them, they're winning. Mm-hmm. They are mm-hmm. winning, and 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 I I'm struggling with this, and I, I I can't move forward. But they don't know that they can't move forward. They don't know it because right. they they they're struggling with this thing. And forgiveness is a wonderful tool. What when you wrote this, when you wrote in here, I lost sight of you. That caught my eye, because I I yeah. I too can say that I I struggled with that for years. Mm-hmm. What 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 was your purpose for putting that there, for placing that there? Because I did. I, I, I lost sight of God. Um not that and and this is the thing, um, not that I turned away from God. Just to, to you know, to make that <clears throat> excuse me, that distinction. I just lost sight of, you know, the the quiet time. The lost lost sight of you know, spending that time in worship. I, I lost sight and I, I focused on something else. I lost sight of, you know, my, my focus got redirected. I, I didn't factor God into whatever situation was going on. So I lost sight of him. So that, that's what made me write that. I, I, I didn't factor him in. So because he wasn't even a factor, he wasn't even, you know, in, in my thought or even in my, in my vision. Wow. That's powerful. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's go to the lines. Caller from the two one five area code. Do you have a, a, a question for Janelle, or are you just listening? Caller from the two one five area code. You're live. I believe they're just listening, Janelle. Um, Janelle, That's fine. you guys, <laughs> yeah, you guys won the Super Bowl. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> I wanted to. Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> yeah, you you guys won, and I, I you know I want to say that we have um, uh, three players on the team from Tallahassee or play with Florida okay. State University: Nigel Bradham, Ronald Darby, and mm-hmm. Jimmy Jernigan. And yeah. it was just it was just fun. I have I have something else I want you to to, to I, I want to play for you, and uh, I want to okay. hear yeah yeah I want to hear your take on it. Hello, my name is Janelle Thompson. I am from Philadelphia, where champions are born. Um, let me. <laughs> I just, I thought that was the funniest thing when I when I ran across that, but. Uh, Oh my yeah, gosh, the, the, the Eagles won. You guys won. You, you guys, you guys are the best right now. You are. You really are. Yeah. Uh, Janelle, what's what's next for you? What what are you guys doing at in in Philadelphia? You and you and your husband? Because you know, at, at some point, I know you you you, you told me and you teased me that your husband is writing a book, and I can't wait for that to come out. Uh, I'm pretty yeah. sure he's going to be ministering to a lot of a lot of a lot of men and and women as well in, in relationships yeah. as well. Um, what do you guys have going besides uh, Stephen uh, coming out with this book at, at your church? 
Um, you know, we're we're pretty much, you know, doing ministry, House of Triumph Ministries. Um, we're working on just building a, a strong community. We uh, our our ministry is outreach based. And where we are in the Kensington area, it's a lot of um, drug addicts, prostitution, um, homelessness. So we're a ministry pretty much, you know, reaching out to the lost. So we are going to be doing things um, focusing on souls, uh, you know, continuing to do that as far as, you know, ministry in the community. But also, um, and I know this is this is good because this will be accountability to, to myself, so... Um, I know you'll probably, you know, be, be following up with me and everyone else. Um, we are going to be uh, working on a foundation, a nonprofit foundation for autism. So we are in the works on that for, um, you know, for our son. He's on the autism spectrum. So what we are doing is we are in the um, beginning stages. We already have a name and, you know, the vision and everything. But we are going to be working on, and it's it's called the Risen Foundation it's Nazi or backwards, so it's the Risen Foundation, and it's pretty much going to be a resource for um, for parents. To um, there's there's so you know so many things for the children, but not as much. There is some, but not as much for the parents. So what we want to do is just be able to provide um, outlets for for parents to you know just have a, a couple of hours to to have a date or just a couple of hours just to you know, sit and do nothing, and, you know, we, we plan to have, you know, licensed and trained um, child care so that the parents can take a moment to go shopping without the stress of, you know, figuring out, okay, you know, how am I going to do all this? With, so, you know, we're, we're definitely, um, you know, working on that. And uh, we have uh, fundraiser ideas that we, you know, want to want to work on something coming up in December, but that's that's what we have in the works. <laughs> That, that's now that's awesome, um, especially uh, what you're doing for the prince. You you, you have it yeah. in his name, which is which is an, which is an awesome thing. Um, you know, a lot of times people are they don't want to come forward with with their struggles. I understand that. I understand that. But we were all placed here to help one another, mm-hmm. and I, and I want people to understand and know this: where you are, someone someone else is there. They've been there. Yeah. Yeah, there, there are there there is a solution, but you remaining silent and shutting everything out is not the answer. It's not. Right, and I think it's a fear, and they believe something that's not even real. It, it, it is a fear. It's uncomfortable, uh, but there's no need to be afraid of it. And I think sometimes yeah. we have to hit the things that we're dealing with. We have to seek help, and that's something that a lot of us we, we're ashamed to do. Uh, mm-hmm. Seeking help is not a is, is 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 not something that makes you less uh, of a man right. or a woman. We exactly. all need help. We all yes. need help. And when you were dealing with fear, Janelle, what did you do? And how did you overcome that? When I when I was dealing with fear. Yes. Or any time okay. you deal with fear. Um, I have. In in the book, there's um you know I just wrote down a couple of confessions, um so there's you know a few and pretty much let me actually say this um one of my mentors she said something to me and it kind of just stuck with me, um she said to me whenever you have fear, say this 
um, God perfect your love in me. Because we know that perfect love casts out all fear. So if God perfects his love in me, there's no opportunity for fear to even, you know, try and hang out. It may, you know, may try and come knock on my door, but it won't even be able to, you know, allow the door to be open because the perfect love of God is living inside of me and that cast out all fear. So that's, you know, pretty much what I've been like holding on to anytime, you know, any type of fear or, or apprehension um, tries to arise. I'm like, God, perfect your love in me. Perfect your love in me because that's what casts out any kind of fear. Yes. And that is true. Um, it, it's, it's, I, I always talk about fear. I always talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I do a lot of work in the jails and prisons, and and we talk about it in there a lot. And I was just explaining something to to the guys um, in the anger management class, which I'm an instructor, and the life skills class. We all talk about fear, and that's the number one thing. And mm-hmm. and I and I made a statement. I made a statement, and the guys were like, "Mr. Turner, you need to do something with that." And and I want you to hear it. I I, I did. I, I did. You cannot have fear without worry. One without the other is courage. Gregory Turner. And mm. and I, I I say that because when you have fear, fear and faith in God, they can't exist in the same place. They just can't. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, and a lot of times this fear is our thinking. We're thinking the worst first. We are actually actually creating a falsehood of a situation. How many times have have you gone through something and you were afraid, and then when you had to deal with it, you were like, oh, that was it? It was a simple solution. Exactly, (laughs) so many times. It's like, oh, that that was nothing. That wasn't bad. It's like you hype yourself up in your head, and it's, you know, a lot of times we say self-sabotage. You you defeat yourself before you even get started. And, and that's, that's, you know, so that's because of the fear. Yes. But, you know, everybody needs an outlet. Every We, we all mm-hmm. need someone in our lives to, to help us grow, to challenge us, not to just mm-hmm. sit with us and just go through the motions. If right. you have friends like that, you need new friends. You need somebody else in yeah. your life that's going to challenge you to say, okay, Definitely. listen, um, I can tell something is wrong with you. Not the person competing against you. There are mm. a lot of people out there that want to start businesses. They want to mm-hmm. be great to do it. But you, when you start, you're not great. Right. You have to begin first to be great. And with all these things that you're doing, it says to me that you've placed your fear to the side. Right. Even though it's uncomfortable, you're, you're going on mm-hmm. all these auditions, you're walking down this runway, all these people with these flashing cameras and all this stuff. It, it's kind of it's kind of intimidating, but yeah. you still have to go through it if that's what you want mm-hmm. to do. You still have to go through it. So when you're standing before God's people, Janelle, on Sundays, and, and you're, you and your husband are doing this outreach, you're putting yourself out there knowing that this is what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And and there's so many other people watching you that may not have the courage to come forward to do this. Please tell them the reward in it. What is the reward? Oh my God. <laughs> it's it, sometimes you can't even it's it's just it's awesome. 
is. You know, because um, I we I think I shared this maybe um, a couple of Valentine's Day. Yes, thank you, Lord. On Valentine's Day, we had our we at our church. We at our ministry. We do our um, every Tuesday. We do a feed the need outreach dinner, and that's pretty much like where we um, turn a sanctuary into a dining hall. We have home cooked meals. And anyone can, you know, come in for the two hours that we have it. Anyone can come in and sit down and eat. They could take their plate and go, whatever. Um, you know, it's not just for homeless people. It's for people who, you know, just coming home off of work, don't you feel like cooking. And we, you know, have the sanctuary set up, and we have a um, monitor on the wall with, you know, some of our teachings playing throughout this the whole time. So this particular outreach, um, there was a group of maybe three, um, and we were just sitting down talking, and it was um, two two young ladies. They were, you know, heavy into drugs, you know, prostitution, and, you know, they were, they were just talking, asking questions to myself and to my husband. And um, she, wrote, she wrote a letter. She, you know, she wrote a note down. She said, read this when you get home. And I said, okay. So I read it. Um, you know, I'm actually going to read it. I, so, I, you know, I was getting ready to, you know, put my pajamas on, and I was like, oh, I forgot, you know, this was in my pocket. So I opened the letter, and it was, um, she said, I wanted to say thank you for the yummy cakes. I mean, she kept asking for cakes. But this is what really touched me. Tonight really made me feel really good tonight. Please keep the door open for us. We need y'all. That right mm. there. I mean, you know, and it's like I read that over and over and over again, and I just, like, cried because it's like that, that is the reward. That is the reward, you know, knowing that, that you're having an impact on someone who, and this is the thing, someone who may never come to a church service, someone who may never, you know, give an offering, someone who may never, but it's, it's things like that, like, listen, we appreciate what you guys are doing. Don't, you know, don't think that what you're doing is, is, you know, not appreciated, is going unnoticed. That right there, I was, I told my husband, I was like, I'm done. Like, I, like, I just cried because it was like, rewards like that, that's, that's what it means. That, that's awesome. You know, yeah, it's nice if someone's like, oh, let me, you know, let me drop this amount of money on you for whatever. Yeah, that's nice. But to see that we're having an impact like that, and, and let me tell you, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm excited. The, the same it. young lady, she, she came on this Tuesday night, and she came um, with her mother-in-law. And she, um, she came, you know, maybe about 10 minutes before we started. She was like, can, can I come in? I said, yeah, you know, you can sit down. We're, we're not started just yet. We're, we're getting everything together. So she came in, and, you know, she sat down, and she was eating. Let me tell you, she had, you know, went home. She got off the street. And I told her, I said to her, I said, you look good. And she and she kind of like looked at me like, huh? So when my husband came, he 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 came late, and he said to her, he was like, he said, you're glowing, you look good. And she looked at me, I was like, I told you, because she's getting herself better. Yes. And that right there is another reward. She was like, you know, I'm I'm not on the street, you know, I'm doing. It. That's the reward. That's the reward. So so for us, you know, seeing that, seeing that impact, seeing that's the reward. You know, one thing I learned, and anytime I'm struggling with something and I'm dealing with something, the first thing that I do is I reach, I try to get involved to help someone. I mean, immediately, mm-hmm. because I forget about what I'm dealing with 
and I'm helping someone else, and God in return will take care of my situation. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, I've learned that. I've learned that if you want to achieve your dreams and your goals, the quickest way to do that is to reach out and help someone, to always help yes. someone. So now I have another thing I, I don't I, I want to try to change. I don't want to change gears, but I want I want eating to disorders it. are real. Eating disorders are critical mental illnesses that affect a person's emotional and physical health. Eating disorders affect more than 30 million people in the U.S. and over half a million in Missouri. Eating disorders are the most fatal of all mental illnesses. They aren't a joke, a myth, or a diet gone wrong. Get real. Get help. Visit moedc.org today. I played that because I believe that you have a word um, for some people that may be experiencing that. Yeah, um, it's it's so much for, for me um, when I was battling my eating disorders. It was so much more than, and and I learned once I overcame it that it was so much more than just wanting to be thin, wanting to be skinny. It 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 had to do with control, and the and and eating disorders are a disease. They're they are a disease. Many people don't want to see it that way. But that is a disease because, you know, the ease of life has been, you know, disrupted. So that's why it's a dis-ease. But um, I just want to in- encourage and, and just let it, – it's not, it's not just for females. There are young men, um, men who, who suffer with eating disorders, whether it's um, anorexia, bulimia, which is, you know, starving yourself, purging yourself, or even older, overeating. That's an eating disorder. Um, please get help, um, you know, and, and not just, and, and, and get, you have to want to get help and, and allow someone to, to help you because your life is worth so much more. Your life is worth so much more. And, and God, you know, truly needs you. Um, God, God truly wants to use you, um, to 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 glorify him and it took me several years to realize that um you know because a lot of people didn't didn't understand it and and at the time I didn't understand it but um it's it's another another avenue another way for people to 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 come to me and to have questions and for me to just share my testimony and, and just share how I overcame and it was only because of him, only because of God. If it was because I tried, I didn't want. I didn't want to get better. But once God was introduced to me, then I changed. You know, and we were talking earlier about how God certifies us and He qualifies us to deal with certain situations and certain issues. Now, mm-hmm. if someone came to me with that and they said they had an eating disorder, I'm not qualified talk about to really go into depth. And if, and even if I did. When you're not qualified, people pick up on that. They know that you're not mm-hmm. qualified. They know you don't know what right. you're talking about. So yes, exactly. It, yes, God chooses us to go through certain things so that we are qualified, and it's all a part of our platform. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that. And yes. and you said something, a word that stuck out to me just now when you said worth. 
worth. We have a plan for our life, and God has a plan for us. Mm-hmm. Our plan may be totally different, and we're trying yeah. to work that plan, and we're trying to make something work, or, or we're mm-hmm. trying to put a square peg into a circle. It's not going to fit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> until yep. we until we listen, pay attention to the per- the pain and the suffering that we go through. A lot of times, that's where your purpose is. It's in that. Mm-hmm. It's in that pain. It's in that suffering. The same, and I'll use Oprah Winfrey as an example. Everybody says she's successful. She's she she's doing great things. But look at the look at the pain that she suffered as a as a kid. She right. suffered. Uh, right. We all know that she was molested and raped, and she just went through so much. And she had a choice, and we all have a choice. We have a choice mm-hmm. to either be bitter. Or better. Yes. We have that choice. And at the end of the day, no matter what happens to us, we are still responsible for our own destiny. That's right. We're still responsible. And and I and I look at you and I and I and I wanted to play those things, this disorders and all these things that you're doing, you're qualified to say you're qualified to write your book, you're qualified to stand before God's people and to help them. Because he took you through it and you passed the test. And you yeah. are a living example. You're a living example of what it is to be successful. It's not always mm. about the money. It's not always right, about right. that. Yeah. And, right. and there's some things on here that we didn't even talk about some of this stuff that you do. You were a trainer. You, you help train people. Everything about you is service. Mm. Everything yeah. that you've done is, is, is a service to help people. That's your purpose. Right. Yeah. Mm. Speak mm-hmm. on that before I, I, I need to hush because <laughs> I'll go on <laughs> no. <and> about it. <laughs> no, I mean, it. that that's, go that's good. Um, yeah, that, that is my purpose, to, to serve people because I am I am a servant. So as a servant, I serve people. And the prince is following behind you guys' footsteps. Am I correct? Yes, he, he is. Um, you know, we... We're we're training him, um, but we're not forcing him. But the right. the thing that I love about him is that he likes to do what he sees mommy and daddy do. So he wants to speak. He wants to pray. He he wants to be involved. So we are um, allowing him, um, you know, to to be involved in ministry and and, and just with with everything. So he um. And he's, he's sitting here now, even I hear him. I hear <laughs> wondering, him. wondering, mommy, how how many more minutes are you going to be on the phone? <laughs> what, what, what tell, what tell the prince? We're down to about fifty seconds left in the show. It was a, you know, I just want to thank you because you, you you chose to spend time with us and to pour into our lives, and I just want to thank you for being a guest on the Abundant Solutions Hour. I want to thank you for being faithful and obedient to what God has called you to do, and um, and I want to. And I, I just say that you're a champion. You're a true champion, just like the Philadelphia Eagles. And we really, really thank you. Hello, my name is Janelle Thompson. I am from Philadelphia, where champions are born. Yes, yes, you thank, are a champion. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, thank you so much, and everybody have a blessed day. Thank you. Thank you. God bless.
Janelle? Yes. I'll call you. Okay.